Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz today. It's so glad. I'm so glad to be back with you guys this week, and I'm honored to be hosting again, Bobby Connor. He is so encouraging, and I've heard his stories a couple times, and every single time he tells a story that I've heard, it's like I've never heard it, and I'm so engaged in the story because what God has done in his life is absolutely amazing. So I can't wait to talk with him today, but before we bring on Bobby, we want to thank you guys for partnering with Elijah Streams to drill new water wells across the world. On the clip we want to show you today, Pastor Lawrence from Uganda shares just how much fresh, clean water has impacted his life and the elderly in his village. Today, he says, I have seen God. By giving towards clean water in Uganda, you are impacting thousands of lives. Praise the Lord. I am so happy. I've been blessed. As a pastor, I've spent 34 years on this village. When I got saved, God touched me and told me to preach the word of God through action. I've been fetching water for old people, for the elderly. I wanted to make sure that they get water. There's been a lot of suffering. They've been fetching water from very far places and the water has been bad. But today, we have seen God. I thank God and I thank you people. God bless you. Together, we can continue to bring clean water to the people in Uganda, Africa. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. That is just one of so many amazing stories. And you guys have helped make this all possible. Without you guys, there's no way we would be able to do this. So thank you so much. If you feel led to donate today, please visit online, elijahstreams.com slash donate, or you can mail in your gift to the address on the screen or click the link in the description or comments below. And thank you guys again. God bless you for giving. All right, today my guest is Bobby Connor. You guys know him. He's the founder of Eagles View Ministry. He's an author. And today, actually this very day today, is his 54th anniversary from when he started in the ministry. So I think that's just so cool how God did that today, that he's on the show with us. Um, So we're honored to have him. Please help me welcome Bobby Connor. Bobby, 54 years. 54 years today. Isn't that amazing? Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you so much. God is so faithful. The night I got uh, the night I got saved, the Lord said, I'm going to send you around the whole world with the gospel. I said to him, fat chance. But I'll tell you that it has come to pass. And so I'm so thankful and grateful. We're glad to be here. I'm glad to be on the program. There is no way, I just think of 54 years, and I think of doing any job for 54 years or anything for 54 years. I mean, that is such a commitment. And, you know, without the grace of God, there's no way that could ever be possible in man's strength. I mean, what is your schedule like each week? I mean, you're a a busy man. (laughs) Yeah, here it is. This is all true. I've averaged speaking five times a week for 54 years. I've averaged speaking five times a week for 54 years. I'll I'll give you a secret. Don't tell anybody about it. Here's how I do it. (laughs) Colossians 1, 29. I do it through superhuman energy. That's in the Bible. Uh, Colossians 1, 29. Uh, Paul said, I I was almost driven to weariness trying to get the body of Christ to maturity, but I do it through superhuman uh, energy. So 
Uh, I'm wow. glad. And amazing. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about today some uh, in the program, the Lord willing, how to overcome spiritual stagnation. Because uh, God wants us to not stagnate. He wants us to move from one dimension of glory to the next. Talking about that, here's your great verse, Psalms 8411. Psalms 8411 said, he'll be a son and a shield to us. No good thing will he withhold from those that are walking upright. He, Almighty God, will give us present day favor, future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. See, we're moving up. Every time God wants us to move up into a higher dimension. And that's what God wants us to do. And we're going to talk about in our program today, overcoming a spirit, a, a spirit of spiritual stagnation. I'll show you how the they that wait upon the Lord show what? Renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as of eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's why it's so important to keep a good attitude. And how do you keep a good attitude? Isaiah 26.3. Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou, Almighty God, will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. And so that's what we got to do. Stay focused upon the Lord. Yes, we look at the obstacles out there. That just it, That's our glance. Our gaze right. is upon the Lord. They looked into the Lord and their faces were enlightened. I'll tell you what Psalm 16.11 says, You will show me the pathway of life. In your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand. There's pleasures forevermore. And that's what we got to do. Get into the presence of God and let the presence of God get into us. It changes us. It'll drive yes. away weariness. There's a verse in the Bible said, why it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I read that. And for weeks and, and weeks and weeks, it, it, it tore me up. Wow. For it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Think about it. The creature Bobby yes. can do something that'll bring the creator God good pleasure. Oh, I got in the Bible. I'm studying it. I'm looking from cover to cover. What can the creature do to bring the creator good pleasure? And here it is. It says, oh, shuddering, shivering little flock. Do not be so timid. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Nothing thrills God any more than finding a people he can give the kingdom to. And that's what we found out in this, this year's Shepherd's Rod. So the time has come that the saints will possess a kingdom. And we're going to be yeah. giving some strategies and some implementation to that verse in, in this program today. And we're going to mount up with wings as eagles. We're going to run and not be weary. We're, we're going to be uh, Joshua 1, 9. We're going to be bold and brave and very courageous. We're going to do and accomplish the things God has sent us to do because we're yes, not amen. going by ourselves. Uh, Jeremiah 20, 11 said, the Lord is with me as a dread champion, a mighty warrior. Well, I'm telling you, you'll never go anywhere on a task for God without God. God will go before you. And I love that. It says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So yes. God is with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Thou art with me. Aren't you glad for his constant companionship? Nahum 1.7. That is one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. Nahum chapter 1, verse 7. It says, God is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those that are trusting him. I am so thankful. It didn't say God was good or he's going to be good. In the middle of your mess, he's good. And he's a very present help. And he knows those that are clinging and trusting in him. And he'll never let you down. I'll tell That's you, friends right. may let you down, but God will never forsake you. He'll never abandon you. And he'll never let you down. Uh, look look at Shadrach, Meshach, and that other kid. Right in the middle of the God was there in, in, in the presence, in the middle of the fire. I'm telling you, God has a way of showing up right at the right time. And that's what we yes. got to do. It says he's a very present help. And it says, he that keeps thee, you, does not slumber nor sleep. I am so thankful the Lord's not up there in heaven going, ooh, I never saw that coming. <laughs> no, he's author and finisher, not author and oops. He started something, he's going to finish it. Philippians 4, I'm talking loud. But uh, the reason I talk so fast, I used to buy television time and I'm cheap. So I figure if I talk real fast, I'll get my money's worth. But since Steve and Elijah List is paying for this, we could just slow down. The Bible says. Take yeah, your time. It, yeah. The Bible says uh, God has a perfect plan. Jeremiah 29, 11. 
I love that verse. Well, it says, uh, God says, I know what I'm thinking about you. God says, I like that. Said his plans are good. Yeah. And I, he, he thinks about us constantly. It says in Psalms 139, verse 15 and 16, it says God's weighty, precious thoughts are more numerous towards us than the sands in the seashore. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know my thoughts. I think towards you, declares the Lord. Thoughts of your success, not your failure. My intention is to bring you to a good end, not a dismal demise. So if we'll hang on to the things of God and let the things of God be first in our life, no good thing will the Lord withhold from those that are walking upright. And we've got to, uh, the Bible said, come out from among them, talking about the lost, the dark, the Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. I will be your God, and you yes. will be my sons and daughters, declares the Lord God Almighty. And I, I think yes. one of the things that we need to, a bell we need to ring right now is we need to talk about holiness and purity. The Bible said, uh, pursue yes. peace and holiness, for without holiness, no individual will see the Lord. It is imperative. Yeah. It There's a question asked. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Now, some Bobby might be watching say, well, Bobby, I'm all right. Uh, no, you can't be all right till you ask God to search your heart. Search me, O God, and try me. Sit to be any wicked way in me and lead me in a way that's eternal and everlasting. If you'll ask mm -hmm. God to search you, he'll turn the light on. And a lot of times, they can be things in our life we didn't even know was there. Search me, O oh God, and try me, see if there be any wicked way. Okay, suppose God is searching and he puts his finger on something that is wrong, that is not uh, Christian, not not uh, godly. Uh, the best thing to do, don't try to cover it up. You'll stumble on it the rest of your life. What to do mm -hmm. when he puts his finger on something is quickly and, com and completely confess it and forsake it. Uh, and in Isaiah 118, it says, come on now. Come on now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. It says when we, I'm, I'm screaming again, when we confess our sins, he puts it far as the east is from the west, never to remember it, never to remember it again. It says he Amen. drops it in the sea of his forgetfulness. Oh, aren't you glad when God forgives us, he cleanses us, and it, it justifies us. It's just as though it never happened. Oh, I love that. Uh, uh, he can he can make the slate clean. We can mess yes. it up, but he can he can make it clean. And it's 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 wonderful to know that we don't have to let the burdens of sin and shame grind us down. Because yes. when the sun sets free, it's free indeed. And the happiest, most contented people on earth should be spirit filled Christians because yes. their destiny is settled. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and I will receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Think about it. All of this in heaven too. Oh, it says, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But he has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches, yes, the deep things of God. Oh, it's yeah. time to go deeper with God. That's what we've got yes. to do. The Bible says, as we behold him with an unveiled face, we're changed from one dimension of glory to the next. Now, my hand can be a veil. I can see you, but not very distinctly. There's a veil in the way. So what mm -hmm. is the veil in front of the church, keeping the church from beholding the lamb in his glory? It's going to shock you. The veil over the church is tradition. It's the only thing I found in the Bible more powerful than the Bible. It says this, wow. teaching for commandments, the traditions of men and making the word of God of none effect. What we've got to do, we've got to teach the word of God just like it is. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for mm -hmm. doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God, the woman of God will be thoroughly furnished unto every good work, everything we mm -hmm. need is in the Bible. Let me tell you about the Bible. It's not print on paper. It's a person. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So I want us to get hungry for the Bible. Don't you? I really yes. do. So th Amen. this is my 54th year of preaching. And I want <laughs> you to know something. Uh, I want you to uh, know the happiest people in the world are those that follow the Lord, that they do the word of God. Now, the most miserable, now just to be quite frank, the most miserable people on earth, it's not the meth addict, 
It's not the prostitute. The most miserable people on earth are Christians trying to live lost. Because the Bible said mm. a double-minded person is unstable in all of their way. I, I, yeah. I want you to come clean with the Lord and, and walk in holiness. Holiness is not a dirty word. Pursue peace and holiness, for without holiness, no individual will see the Lord. But in His, in Him, we're clean and made fresh and new. And when you get born again, it says, uh, all, "All things are passed away. Behold, all things become bright and brand new." Oh, therefore, yes. any man be in Christ, he's what a new creation. New creation. It's Colossians one, Colossians chapter one, verse thirteen says He takes us out of the family of death and darkness and doom and transfers us into the family of light, love and liberation. Oh, it's yes. the best journey you'll ever make. And so yes. I, I compel people, if you're if you're not saved, get saved. You say, well, Bobby, it's so difficult. No, it's not. The Bible said the way of salvation is so simple that a wayfaring fool need not hear therein. I said, that's in the Bible. The way of salvation is so simple that a wayfaring fool need not hear therein. So I said, God, give me that in Texan. Give me that in the language I speak. He said, here it is. Tell the people if they've got enough sense to get back to their house, they have enough sense to get saved. The plan of salvation is not difficult and hard. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the mouth confessions made unto salvation, and with the heart you believe unto righteousness. So I, I want everybody listening to our voice to make sure you're born again. And listen, where you get to when you get to where you're going, where you're going to be. I, I don't. I want you to know for sure you're a child of King of the King. I want you to know for sure the Spirit of the Living God lives inside of you. I want you yes. to know for sure you've been made a new creature in Christ. And I want you to spend the rest of your days honoring him, speaking about him. Did you know yes. every good and perfect gift we have comes from him? It's amazing. Amen. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those that are walking upright. And I just, I implore people, run to Christ. Cast yourself upon him. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Now we got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> and uh, I want to ask I'm you a question about real quick before we move, before we move into our stuff. For people who kind who question their salvation, you know, how do I know if I am truly saved? How would you answer that for people who've who've asked that question to themselves? How do I know if I'm really oh, saved? Okay, it says in John ten three, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. If you've really been born again, you're you're a follower of Christ and He's your good shepherd, and you'll be able to hear His voice. Now, not not maybe not so distinctly in your ear, but in your heart. And and he wants you to know. He'll confirm it. The Holy Spirit will come in, and and you'll just know that you've been born again. And I'll tell you one. This is a a a, a, a this is a, a strange way to answer the question, but here here's evidence that you've really been born again. Is this is if you do wrong, God gives you a correction. You know, if you be yeah. without correction, you're illegitimate. Have no birth papers. That's what it says. And so you better thank God if you get out of the will of God that he corrects you, that he puts you in the woodshed, that he 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 he, he gives you a uh, you know you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And just to that's that's the if you get bad with it, it's evidence you're not saved. But boy, I thank God that he disciplines every person he receives. But uh yeah, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and he will. Uh, it says, My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. John 10, 27, they'll run away from other voices because they don't know that voice. I'll, I'll tell you one of the secrets of amplifying the voice of God is intimacy, getting close mm -hmm. to him, longing to be with him. Oh, there's a wonderful verse and uh, the church is going to hear a whole bunch about it in the days coming. Here it is out of the Song of Solomon. Who is this coming up out of the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? I'll tell you what that means. That means a church is spending time in the presence of the Lord and he's going to bring her out and she's going to be so beautiful, so renewed. The world is going to go, who is this coming out of the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? And I, that's what's going to happen. Beautiful. The spiritual makeover like you can't imagine. And because and, he's altogether lovely and we're supposed to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the lust of the flesh. But ask the Holy Spirit and get serious with God and he will seriously show you where you are in your segment and your walk with the Lord. For stagnation, if we talk about stagnation, because I think 
all of us in our walk at one point with the Lord, we feel like we start to get off maybe a little bit. And yeah, that's then we continue on that path when we know we shouldn't have. And then the passion starts to wean. And how, how do we get back on track with the Lord and stay passionate um, for Jesus? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. I'm glad you asked because I'm going to talk to you about ascending to the next new level, steps to overcome spiritual stagnation. And here, here's the first step in the pathway, hunger. Start hungering for the things of God. As, here's what it says, Psalms 42, verse 1. As a little desert deer pants and longs for the water brook, so pants and long my soul, my longs for my soul for you. My inner self, my soul thirsts for you, for you, the living God. When shall I come and behold your face? So uh, what you got to do is start desperately crying out for God. Hunger is a great one. That was Psalms 42, 1 and 2. Here's Psalm 63, 1 and 2. Look, look what it says. Oh, God, you are my God. Earnestly will I seek you. There's one of the things to really get back right with God. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Oh, God, you are my God. Earnestly will I seek my inner self thirst for you. My flesh longs for you and is faint for you in a dry and weary land where no water is. Verse two, so have I looked upon you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. He said, oh God, I, I'm in a dry place. I want you to, I want to be in the, the waters of refreshing from your presence. And it's so important. Psalms 143 verse three said, oh my God, I stretch out my hands unto you. But desperation and hunger, that's, that's one of the quickest stepways back to the pathway of God. Next one is not only hunger, holiness. We talked about that a while ago. We did that Psalms 24, 3 and, 3 and 5. Who shall ascend into the mountain of the Lord, the hill of the Lord, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart. So there's a step uh, to overcome stagnation. Number one, pray and get hungry and desperate for God. Hunger. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And so that, that that's really important to uh, desperately seek him. And then uh, pursue peace and holiness. And then the third one is happiness. Your attitude will help you to regulate your altitude. Okay, let me give you an example. Could we give an example? Yes, Bobby, <laughs> here it is. Remember John the Revelator in, in mm -hmm. the book of Revelation? This this guy was a, the man that I think was probably one of the closest that was with Jesus because it said he got to lay his head on the heartbeat of Jesus. And now he's 90-something years old. John the Revelator, he's in the aisle called Patmos. I went to see Patmos myself. I want to see what it looked like. It ain't a vacation spot. It's a. It was a, a rock island, nine miles long, with rocks where they, the the Romans would send the prisoners, and they'd quarry out stones to build their forts. Here's this best friend of Jesus, John the Revelator, on the Isle of Patmos as a prisoner, as a prisoner in this penal colony. And here it is. He said, "I was in the spirit on the Lord's day." And I heard behind me a voice. See, it doesn't matter what your surroundings are. You can get in the spirit and the spirit can get in you. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a voice. Here's something very important. God will usually give a token before he releases a treasure. So he heard mm -hmm. a voice, a token. So he turned to see what the voice was and he sees the ruling, reigning redeemer in his glory. What does he do? Did he, did he, he didn't go, hey, dude, been wanting to hang with you. No, it says he fell at his no. fellow on his face as though he was dead. See, we're going to behold the Lord in a dimension in these days coming we've never seen before. That's why I told you the last time I talked, a big word is going to be awestruck. We're yes. going to be like John the Revelator was awestruck. And so uh, he saw him and uh, he, he got to write the whole book of Revelation. And so let's talk about that just for a moment. God will give a token. And then if you're hungry enough, he'll give you the treasure. Moses mm -hmm. saw a bush burning. Oaken turned aside. Something unique about this. He turned aside and he gets to lead the whole children of Israel out of bondage. And so yes. despise not the day of small beginning. God will do a little thing in your life to see if you'll pursue the bigger thing. And so it's very important. Uh, God is up to something in me. And he, he wants us to yes. not stagnate. He, he wants us to always have a good attitude, a happy attitude. And that's what we got to do. Holiness brings happiness, really. And yes. the, the, the devil tries to tell you right the opposite. 
If you give up and you give in to that God, you're going to be just an old uh, stick in the mud. No, <laughs> the happiest people on earth are those that are sold out and serving the Lord. Yes, oh, true. man, it is marvelous. You can get around them and their, uh, their whole life is a wellspring of life. Don't you like that? I don't yes. want to be around crappy, grumbly, uh, cynical people. You won't have to be around them very long. Uh, they won't be here very long because <laughs> a bad attitude affects your body. Mm -hmm. So we've got to have a good attitude. A Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine. The Bible said that, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so uh, let's be happy. You say, oh, brother, buddy, you don't know what I'm going through. Stop it. The key is through. Yea, they'll walk through the valley. He won't leave you in the midst of your mess. He'll get you through. Right. And I want you to know right. that. And he, he, he is very wonderful to touch us and get us to the place we need to be. And that's what we got to do. If we're going to get rid of stagnation, we've got to, they that wait upon the Lord shall walk, renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as of eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. You say, well, Bobby, I hadn't got time. Well, get up earlier. Uh, make time for the Lord. Oh, yeah. I was teaching. I was teaching on seeking the Lord, and I've been teaching uh, several days on seeking the Lord. Ooh, the Lord appeared to me and shook his finger at me just like that and said, Bob, you tell my people. When it comes to seeking me, I detest multitasking. Whoa. See, when mm. we're going to seek him, we need to push all the other stuff up, all the cares of the world, all the things that's clattering for our time. Here it is, Matthew 6, verse 6. Get in the quietest room of your house, shut the door, and seek him. Seek the Lord while he may be found. And, and, and he said, I don't like multitasking. See, we got to seek him with all of our heart. Put our whole heart into it, yes. and he he he'll he'll be found. He's ever interceding for us, and he wants better for us, and we want for ourselves. So stagnation, overcoming spiritual stagnation by hunger, holiness, and happiness. Okay, and get get with some people that you can pray with. You know, have you a prayer partner? And see, God said, uh, he, "Here's here's your greatest prayer partner is Jesus." He said, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me." I'm meek and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your soul. You don't, you're not engineered to go through it by yourself. And I'm telling you, casting all of our care upon him because he cares for us. Did you know yes. it's just a few days till this coming day of atonement? All for 20. This when, is, year, when is it? It's the 24th of the okay. September. And I'll Are you what, getting excited? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I could thread a sewing machine and it's running. I'm telling you. Listen, something is up. Oh, my Lord. It's, I'm telling you, get ready. Get ready uh, because uh, God's going to he's going to jettison his people into a whole new dimension. And I'm telling you, uh, let us not grow weary and will well doing. We'll reap if we faint not. If God be for us, who can be against us? We're going to find out Romans is right. We are more than a conqueror. And so, uh, listen, it, it's coming up and you can feel it. Uh, I can feel it in the air. It has got me very, very excited. See, the last one was the, the evil horns, the evil forces were ruling and raging against the saints of God and prevailing until the Ancient of Days renders a verdict in behalf of the saints of God. And now it says the saints will possess the kingdom. And that's what we're going to talk about. Well, we're going to talk about it uh, because uh, in this season that's coming on us, we're going to be battling and building. Remember in Nehemiah, mm. it said they had to build the wall. So they built the wall, laying the brick with one hand and uh, fighting off for the next. The church is going to have to learn how to battle and build at the same time. We're going to have to, mm. oh, we're going to, have to really uh, do some things. One of the number one things we're have, going to have to do to get together is unity. The devil knows very well a house divided can't stand. So he's doing everything yeah. he can to divide our nation to divide our churches. And here's what God's going to do. He's going to join emerging and marrying of the apostolic and the prophetic. That's what mm -hmm. he's going to do. He's going to put the apostolic and the prophetic on a whole new love level together. And wow. two's better than one. And I'm telling you, get ready. You ask if, a, so I'm saying to the body of Christ, pray and get ready because everything changes. I'm telling you when God dropped that, when the ancient of days dropped that gavel, rendered a verdict in behalf of the saints of God, it changed everything. And now what we've got to do, uh, we've got to get on our, on our face before God and get his implementation, his strategies mm -hmm. for what we need to do. 
And so we'll, we'll be talking about coming together and uh, we'll come together as a unity and, and we won't be seg seg uh, segmented and fragmented. We're going to march together. Two is better than one. And I'm telling you, a threefold cord is not easily snapped. But uh, to That's answer right. the question, yes, I am so excited uh, <laughs> for, for the Shepherd God. It'll be my 29th I know year. You are. Yeah. Oh, and wow. listen. Here's what I pray. I pray God, and He tells me I've got I've got it written in the Shepherd's Rod. Says, uh, "Don't omit a single word I give you to say to the people." So I've made a covenant with God. I said, God, if you'll give it to me, I will give it back to the people as clear as I can that you gave it to me. And so He said, and I'm telling you guys, there is some real, real things in store for us, and you need to get the Shepherd's Rod for uh, this year and 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 read it because, wow amazing amazing about the things of god god is up to something he's not going to leave us and the best days of the church are ahead of us our friend Amen. bob jones he, he's in heaven now and uh he made a prophecy about a billion souls being saved uh and i'm telling you uh, that's not an exaggeration god's going to move in such a way we're going to see evangelism come off the charts now Here's one of the tools that that's going to uh, kick evangelism higher than it's been. Signs, wonders, and miracles. The Bible mm. says this, multitudes, that means a bunch, multitudes believed on Jesus when they saw the miracles he did. So the church of the living God is going to start having supernatural displays of the power in the person of God. And it says multitudes will come. And that's what we've mm. got to have, multitudes believing in uh, who God is and who they are in him. And we're sons and daughters of the most high God. And that's that's what that's what this book's about. This master's plan, divine design. I think you have a a, a, a copy of it to show, to show master's plan, divine design. God said to tell the people who they are. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we got to tell the people of God who they are. And that's what I do in this book. You're, you're one in seven billion people. There's nobody else on the planet like you. That's so true. <laughs> I'm telling you. And God has divinely and uniquely gifted you with gifts and talents and abilities. And you can do some things no other human being can do. Uh, the the yes, Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10 said, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God before ordained, we conduct ourselves in it. So get the book. You can get it from our webpage there. And then there's another. My wife had a long, Carolyn had a long dream the other night. She said, do you know what you're going to talk about on, on the uh, broadcast? I said, well, I'm talking about Jesus and I'm talking about. <laughs> she said, I dreamed all night about one of your books. Here it is. I'll hold it up. Living in the light. This is the thickest book I've ever written. Living in the light. And I'll tell you what, uh, I, I'd studied in the Bible. I found every word I could find in the Bible about light, about mm. light. And I'm telling you, I living in the light. We have got to do it. And I'm telling you, we have got to start walking the light as we walk in the light as he is in the light. We'll have fellowship one with another and the blood of his son. Jesus will cleanse us from all of our sins. And we've got to learn how to stand strong in a shaky world. And we do it by walking the pathway of God. Psalms 119 Amen. verse 1. Oh, five said, thy word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. The Bible said, you will light my lamp, my spirit, and it'll flood my whole life with light. It says in Ephesians 1, 17, 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with revelatory light. You will have a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. See, you can see further with these eyes than you can these. It's really true. All man living in God's light. Uh, okay, here's Matthew 6, Matthew 4, verse 16. And the people which sit in darkness have seen a great light. The church should be a great light. We're representing the great light, the Lord Jesus. And let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. And so uh, uh, there's verse after verse after verse about light, walking in the light, living in the light. And I'm telling you, everything about God is light. In him is no darkness at all. And so I hope you'll get living in the light and master's plan, divine design and start praying that God will give you revelation for what's coming on this Yom Kippur, this day of atonement, because things are changing. And that's one of the things we've got to do is understand God does a new thing. But yeah. listen, God won't do a single thing on planet Earth without 
first, revealing what he's going to do to his servants of prophets. That's Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord do nothing, will do nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants of prophets. Then the prophets are responsible for giving back to the people what God has prophesied. And then the Holy Spirit will bring to pass everything that has been prophesied. So it's very important Amen. that we need the prophetic. We need the apostolic. We need the yes. saints of God unifying, coming together as one great army because we're in a spiritual battle. But we're going to see yes. a lot of people saved, healed, and delivered. And a mighty revival that Bob Jones prophesied about it, uh, a, a billion souls being saved. And that can certainly wow. happen. Bob Jones and I, can I tell a Bob Jones story? Yeah, sure, go Bob, ahead. Go ahead. Bob Jones is in heaven watching this program today. But uh, Bob Jones and I, and my wife, and uh, several pre -pre preachers were in a van in Longview, Washington. We're way up in the uh, hills of Longview, Washington. Bob's up there in the front. And I'm, I'm, me and Carolyn are in the back and several preachers in there. And Bob leans back like that and he goes, hey, boy. Okay to me. Hey, boy, tell these preachers what generation this is. I said, Bob. They know what generation this is. He said, no, they don't tell them. I said, this is the Joshua generation. Now, we had parked the, the van had stopped at a stop sign, and they were these big power lines, these big mm -hmm. gigantic power lines that fed the whole city. When I said it's the Joshua generation, the joining of generations, these two power lines jumped together 15 feet apart. They jumped together and wound together like this. You can Google it and blew every light out in Longview, Washington. Blew every transformer out, every light went out. And see, God oh said, this, this is what we got to do. There's going to come such power till we're going to have to have a whole new grid for it. And the Joshua generation. Wow. And it's, it, it, that was pretty wild. But that that actually happened. And you can still. It, and here's what the paper said the next day. For some strange reason, at a given intersection, all two power lines wound together and all the lights went out. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm not taking uh, any authority about that. But anyway, that happened. It's true. I love the fact that God wants to show up and show off. It's a, it's just really amazing. He can do anything to you and through you if you'll yield. I can do yes. all things through Christ who infuses Amen. me. And that's what we, we talk about. We talk about the purposes of God. And God has a plan for you that nobody else can follow. It's your plan. Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God before ordained would conduct ourselves in them. So I looked up the word, we're, we're his masterpiece. And that's what it means, we're his workmanship. It means the final stroke of a master artist. So that's who you are. Wow. And so when the devil goes, who do you think you are? Go, mm, I'm the best God could do. And so that's right. You're his workmanship, the final yeah. stroke of a master artist. So isn't that good? You got any other questions? We'll be happy to. I, I wanted to ask, why did you put, um, I know there's a reason why you put uh, Potter's Wheel on the front of that book. Yeah, that's what, that's what we are a work. We're a work. And one of the things I went to a potter and actually watched the potter work uh, mm -hmm. that you have to, you have to have clay. That's what we are. We're made out of clay. And then we have to have the master's hand on us. Our job is staying moist and moldable. If we get brittle, we get broken. So yeah. as saints of God, we got to stay moist, the word of God, saturated with the water of the word, and then let the master put his hands on us and sculpture us. And that's why I did it. I went down there and watched the potter work, made it look so easy, you know, uh, and they, they would work on the it's clay. And, no, and we're the clay. And uh, it, the Bible said I went down to a potter's house and watched, watched him work. And so I don't want us to have to be brittle and broken. Uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, it's pretty amazing. I've, I've made one potter's cup in my whole life. Uh, my wife and I went to a, a, a pottery place and they were making pottery and they had made these beautiful cups and saucers and stuff like that. And at that time, I was 79 years old and uh, I thought, or 70, 70, 78 years old. And I thought, I've never done pottery. And I said to the lady, man, do you care if I, I give it a try? She said, have you un ever done pottery before? And I said, no, ma'am. She said, well, you can try it. And I'd watched her. She had a little button down there. She could mash it and the thing would take off. I've always figured if it's going slow, faster, it will work better. So I threw me on some clay and 
oh my goodness, I had it just a humming like that, and I stuck my hand down. I mean, it made the most awful looking mug you've ever seen. It came up wiggly and looks like a, but now she won't sell it because I made it. She's got it in her oh, shelf. It's the ugliest mug you'll ever see. It's just as crooked as it could be. But that was my first attempt to make a vase, you know. Uh, but anyway, it's a very, very unique vase to say the least. But anyway. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. That's what we are. We're, we're clay yeah. on the potter's wheel. And he's going to put yes. his hands on us and mold us and shape us into whose image? Put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the lust of the flesh. We're to bear his image. And that's what he yes, wants us amen. to do. Paul said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Our, our number one thing in the book of Romans, it says that knowing what a critical hour this is, how it is high time now for us to wake out of our slumber, rouse to reality, final salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed, adhered to, trusted in Christ the Messiah. And it said, and put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the lust of flesh. God mm -hmm. wants us to bear the image of Jesus. And that's why we've got a, a potter's wheel there. And he will, he doesn't make any flaws. He can That's take right. a, a, a lump of dirt, a lump of dirt, and turn it into a work of art. So I am excited well, about living, living in the kingdom. And it's so important that we do everything he asks us to do. After all these years, 54 years, five times a week preaching, people will come up every once in a while and I go, brother, is there any advice you could give me? I go, yep, there's some <laughs> advice I can give you that'll help you be successful in your walk with God. Here it is. You ready? Here's the best advice I could give to anyone that's longing to do a better job with Jesus. Here it is. Swift and complete obedience. Do as quickly as you can, as thoroughly as you can, anything and everything he asks you to do. Obedience mm -hmm. is better than sacrifice. He said half-hearted obedience is nothing but cloaked rebellion. So we've got to do as thoroughly as we can anything he asks us to do. And sometimes he'll ask us to do what we think is mundane, but there's no such thing with God as mundane. He wants to move the body of Christ today from mundane to miraculous where we, Amen. and that's, that's what God wants us to do. Let us not grow weary and well-doing. We'll reap if we don't faint and yes. let's push on and push on because God wants us to bear, he wants us to bear fruit that remains. And so uh, I, I, I've enjoyed uh, being part of the Elijah streams and Steve, oh, we I love having you, Bobby. I love him. I tell you what, uh, he he's doing a super job getting the prophetic out into the marketplace, and uh, people that they need to understand the importance of the prophetic. He said these things are brought into being by the prophetic word, and not to not be before then. Said you you couldn't know what was going to happen till the prophets begin to prophesy, and somebody's got to get the message out into the housetops and out into the, the highways and the byways and let people know right. what God's up to. He's up to some yeah. exciting things if we listen. So exciting. Now, you, you you can look you can Google Bobby Connor in the Ukraine war way back there in in two thousand and nine. I prophesied about the Russia and the Ukraine Ukraine war. I went over there and. Uh, I'm preaching in Sunday at a Jive's church about the war that's going on right now. See, God won't do anything on planet Earth without first telling the, his preachers what's going to happen. And uh, so we prophesied about the pandemic. It came. If you can read, you can read it right there in the shepherd's yard. Yeah. For 28 years, this, this September will be 29 years, we've had this visitation from Jesus. And I write it down in the shepherd's yard. And uh, he told me about the pandemic before it came. He said, there's a pandemic. It'll be deadly and devastating. And it said, he said, It'll be a shake-up or wake-up to move the body of Christ to embrace a greater glory. And then the mm -hmm. shepherd dropped after that was uh, how to teach my people not to simply survive, but to thrive. And a boy, yes. God wants us to thrive instead of just, oh, no, we're supposed to be and we're supposed to be on top of this thing. We're supposed to be full mm -hmm. of joy in the spirit of God. And we ought to be so happy the world wonders what we're on. You know That's what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but, they should ask who, what, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I've had them happen. And that's what we got to do. We got to, uh, we'll preach a better message with our life than we do our lips. And so, yeah, we, better, so we better, we better be who we say we are servants of the most high God. 
able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything he would ask or think. That's what happened once. I was sitting in a church getting ready to preach, and Jesus walked up to me, put his finger right there in my face and said, Bobby, I give you my personal permission to attempt to exaggerate what I'm about to do. So I said to him, I need a verse for that. He said to me, no problem. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or dare to imagine. And I would like for every one of the saints of God watching to take the lids of limitation off. God can do anything. Genesis 18, 14 says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Job 42, 2 said, no, I know anything you set your heart and your hand to do can't be stopped. So let's take the lids off and just believe God for the supernatural. And he is yes. able. If you, if you, if there's Job 22, 28. What? Job 22, 28. Don't tell anybody. No, Job 22, 28 says, and you, I'll just say it in Texas. Make up your mind what you want. Tell God what that is, and he'll get it for you. What? Job 22, 28. Make up your mind what you want. Tell God what that is, and he'll get it for you. Here's what your Bible says. And you shall decide a thing. Make up your mind. Then you decree what you decided, and the Lord will establish it, and it's the light of his favor will shine upon your pathway. So we have not because we won't believe God and ask him. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and yes. it'll be open for you. So any yes. questions you've got, I'm here to try to answer them. Bobby, you're so encouraging. You're just, it's like a walking Bible um, every time we have you on. I don't know how many verses you average um, in just this 47 minutes, but I'm going to say it's probably like 100. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened once. Honest to God, uh, some some people uh, came out with a nasty article, said, that Connor don't even use the Bible. And it didn't offend me because I, I knew it was a lie. And so uh, a friend of mine uh, had a lot of interns. And so he assigned his interns to look everywhere they could find every message I preached all through the Internet. Every time I preached a message and they took, uh, I don't know, over a year doing it and they took wow. to, to find out how many verses I used. And I average using 72 verses per message. That's a lot of verses, oh you know, gosh, but see, a lot, a lot of times they, they want you to go, ladies and gentlemen, please turn in your Bible to uh, Joshua 1, 9. No, listen, you ought to be able to spew it out, get it in. And so, yeah. and what, let me tell you, you can memorize the Bible. The Bible said God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a well-disciplined mind. And so he can, he can help you to memorize the Bible, tell you where mm -hmm. it's at, and then you could call it back up and, uh, it, it, he'll quicken your memory to it. And we've got Amen. a study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that doesn't have to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, here's what happens. I try to study uh, the Bible in every translation I can find. And then when I'm preaching, I amalgamate them together because sometimes that'll really help. For example, uh, King James Version, Psalms 92.10 says, mm -hmm. my horn has been exalted like the horn of a horn. unicorn. Now, I've never seen that. But I like the Amplified Classic says, my stately grace has been enhanced like that of a wild ox. Now, I used to ride bulls in the rodeo. I know more about a wild ox than I do a unicorn. But I'm telling right. you, stu study it in whatever translation speaks to your heart and ask the Holy Ghost. I don't care. You could be as bright as Einstein. But without the guidance of the Holy Ghost, you can't understand a single thing. The natural mind right. receives not the things of the spirit. It's foolishness to us. Neither can we know it. Must be spiritually discerned. So as a teacher, the Holy Ghost, all scripture is given by the, the pumita, the breath of God. And he'll show you what it means and tell you what it means and help you to activate it in your life. Become a James 1.22, a doer and not a hearer of the word of God. Will you pray for everyone watching right now? If the Lord gives you anything, I um, will. but I, also as well for just for people to have a renewed uh, passion for the word of God, because you're so passionate about God's I, word. I sure will. I, I want to pray. I want to pray for, uh, I want to pray for people that are put, that's been placed in the hospital and the report is not good at all. There's some grieving families looking over someone in a, uh, oxygen tent and the doctor's report is I don't think they will make it but let me tell you uh, listen I appreciate the doctors but they don't have the last word father in the matchless marvelous name of Jesus we come against death we come against premature death in the mighty name of Jesus I pray for this individual laying there under this oxygen tent gasping for life gasping for breath holy 
Holy Spirit, I ask that you'll go and put your hand upon their heart and their lung and just give them complete healing from the tops of their head down to the soles of their feet. And Lord, may they give you praise and glory all the days of their life. We thank you that you're the same Lord Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. So we pray for this individual that you're showing me, but also all the sick around. Lord, we ask you, send out your mighty angels. You said they're warring, ministering spirits sent down here to aid us who are the heirs of salvation. Heal the sick now. Get glory to your name. And I do pray that you will incite in us a hunger and a thirst and a desperation for the word of God. Lord, like your word said, I stretch more out my hands unto you, God. I thirst for you like in a dry and weary land. Holy Spirit, open the rivers of pleasure. Open the rivers of the word of God and let it flow in us and from us like a mighty fountain. In the matchless name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right. Bobby, thank you for coming on today and happy anniversary. We're so we're so thank, honored to have you on this special thank, day. Thank you so very much. Listen, God bless you. God bless you, Bobby. And if you thank guys you. didn't catch his website, um, we put it along the bottom, but it's also in the description. So any book he held up, he also has all the shepherd's rods. Um, I don't know how far back dated you have the shepherd's rods available. 1999, I think. Uh, okay, all the yeah. way back. Uh, so go to bobbyconnor.org. And then yeah. I know, Bobby, I've heard you say before, you're all over YouTube. It's just you haven't yeah. put yourself there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hadn't put myself there. They say there's a lot, of, there. a lot, a lot there. Okay. Yep. So check out, out in, just type in, go ahead, Bobby. Yeah. I'm going to be in Lancaster, California in the days coming up pretty soon with Joe Sweet. I've been going there 20 something years. We will have a time there. Shekinah uh, Worship Center, Lancaster, California. Joe Sweet. I'm sorry. So your itinerary is on there too. Where yes, you're on our webpage. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. That'll be great. So you guys can find out where Bobby's going to be, if he's going to be near you anytime soon, or check out one of his spirit schools. He's in Moravian Falls a lot. That's a great place Mm -hmm. to visit. Take a little vacation. Yeah. (laughs) Have some awesome encounters. It is a good place. The Moravians kicked the open heaven. It's a portal place, really. The Moravians have had a hundred year prayer meeting, 24 hours a day for a hundred years. And so we've stepped into that. Uh, Boy, the the Moravian angels, the Moravian angels, they said, what took you so long? The first night I stayed in a cabin that was built for me, the angels came and boy, we had a time. Uh, I I don't want anybody not to have a time. I want you to have an encounter instead of going, oh, I just, you know, church was pretty boring. Listen, religion's boring. Christianity is exciting. Yes. Amen. All right. So check, make sure you go and check out Moravian Falls at least one time. Um, stay there. There's multiple cabins there. And check out Bobby's Spirit School at the Gathering Church. That's a yeah. great church over there in Moravian Falls. That's a great church. And thank That's you right. guys so much for joining us today. Tomorrow I will be on with Kim Robinson. You don't want to miss it. God bless you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.